Hi to all our listeners. This is Coach Chelsea, the host of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study, a place where athletes, coaches, and athletic professionals come together to talk about faith, sports, and servant leadership. We hope that this podcast blesses you. If there's anything we could do for you, please find us at the Chelsea F on Twitter, at Chief Friend John, C H E F R A N J O H N on Instagram and streaming live at Chelsea F. Muir on Facebook. We pray that you continue to be blessed and continue to serve as God would ask us to. everybody. I want to thank you for joining us again for another episode of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I'm your host, Coach Chelsea, and I'm super excited for another edition, another episode to just talk about faith in sports and where they collide and some servant leadership talk. And today's guest, today's servant leader, I'm excited about this conversation. We've been kind of connecting back and forth and finally could get a date down to get her on here. Servant leader, Hannah Mortimer with us today. And I'm excited about this one because I was telling her before we got on that I got some real cool auntie points with this one right here. She is a professional dribbler. She is the 17th female to play for the Harlem Globetrotters. I'm I'm excited. I'm like, (laughs) honestly, because I love women empowerment. But we have you on here today. I want to go ahead and thank you for your time. As I tell everyone that comes on, time is that one thing in life that once you, Mm -hmm. you can't give it back. And so mm-hmm. thank you for your time just to spend and talk and share. And I'm glad to have you. I'm going to pass the torch to you to just say hello to our listeners. And we're going to get this conversation started. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I love, you know, uh, this. Uh, it's amazing. I love basketball. I love, you know, talking about faith. And, you know, God blessed me with the ability to, you know, travel the world. So I love talking about it and, uh, you know, just spreading uh, the good vibe, good energies, uh, you know, and all that. <laughs> No, for sure. And just like we were saying before, you know, we kind of got started today. It's just amazing how same with me. I grew up playing ball. I grew up playing sports. I love sports. I always love sports. But to be able to use those gifts he's provided with us and to be mm-hmm. talk about our faith, but also talk about our journeys colliding together is nothing better than that. And I love that. So, so glad to have you here today. You know, just if you can talk a little bit about just your athletic journey you know you're in Kansas Kansas is huge with basketball I'm mm-hmm. in Florida's huge with basketball talk to us a little about your, a little bit about your athletic journey what got you into basketball and now where you are today yeah so actually what got me into basketball kind of coincides with the globe trotters uh so when I was a little kid I was a wrestler at first my whole family was a wrestling family wow yeah and uh so there was a point my mom didn't want me wrestling boys anymore because you know back then they didn't have uh women leagues and not like they do now um so the only thing my dad knew how to do with the basketball was spin it on his finger and that was the first thing he taught me was how to spin the basketball the first basketball player he ever told me about was Lynette Woodard first female to play for the globe trotters also a Kansan. Yes. <laughs> yeah also a Kansan. so that that sparked that little you know juice in me and uh you know from there basketball you know became my love and passion um and uh you know I went the junior college route um so I played juco and then I also played d1 and then I was able to play for the globe trotters 
So the, I kind of had a little unconventional way of getting on every single team that I have gotten on, even my junior college to Wichita State and to the Globe Trotters. They've all kind of, you know, I, I say it really truly was God's plan because each time I kind of stepped away from the game and, you know, God pushed me forward to it. So, um, you know, that's one of the main reasons why my faith is so important because, you know, he, he allowed me to play on all of these amazing teams and at all of these different platforms. So it, it's just been an amazing career and it's all been, you know, by the grace of God. I think that's so awesome. And isn't it amazing how when we steer or we try to do things our way, God is like, uh-uh, I don't know yep. why. And I tell people all the time, you know, the conversations God and I have, everyone else would laugh. They're very enjoyable, but I talk mm-hmm. like I would anybody else that knows me. And I know he's like, little girl, why do you think you run this show? <laughs> he wants to know, why do you think you run this show? I run this, but it's so amazing how he will allow us to have that free will, but give us the signs that we need to get us back in alignment. Yes. yes. And there's so much peace when we finally just are in his will. Oh, yes. And then looking back and seeing like, okay, God, I see you working. Like I, a year later, right. like, that I know what you're doing. I knew what you were doing now. I didn't know then, but I know now. And I'm glad you took me that way so I could feel this way now. So it's just great to just keep looking back and seeing God work. Cause really that's all you, that's all I've done is, you know, I look back every time I do something, I look back and I'm like, God, you, you always got me and you always will. That listen, that's it. He always has mm-hmm. and he always will, no matter yep. what. Such a comfort in knowing that. I think oh, yes. Such a comfort in knowing that. Definitely. When you talk about the, you know, the start of just getting that career, I love to hear individual stories about how they jumped into sports, especially women, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. in a space and a position right now, especially in the sports world, but specifically basketball with you and I. And yeah. Uh, and in sports that are listening with basketball right now, just paying attention to even the WNBA being in its 25th season. And I was telling somebody the other day, I remember specifically being nine years old. And when it finally came to fruition, yep. talks about it, talks about it. It was only a few girls on the, you know, basketball court at school and it yep. came to fruition. And now I'm laughing because it's like, I'm preparing to have my own little girl and watching how far we've come, you know? Yeah. So can you just talk a little bit about the 17th female to play for Harlem Globetrotters? I mean, that's amazing to me. But could you talk about one, what sense of purpose and responsibility does that title give you that you hold? Because I know you don't take that lightly. Oh, yeah, no, I've always been an advocate for women, even, you know, young. I I always took this, you know, accountability, like, you know, women, um, you know, we can work hard and we should be able to get you know, to where we want to go at the same speed. So I've, I've always been, you know, huge in, you know, you know, the women's movement and in basketball. Um, so being able to be the 17th female to play for the Globe Trotters, and they've been an organization for, a, I think it's the 96th season. So um, that to me was, you know, one of the most amazing things that I've ever been, you know, I could ever do because, um, you know, we see women and women in sports and we have to work 10 times harder and that's not saying that the men's sports are because I love men's sports love bat- any type of basketball but you know I just want I just wanted for myself to show others that it, it doesn't matter how tall you are it doesn't matter you know how you grew up if, if you put your mind to something and if you want to be that as a female 
that you have the opportunity and especially in basketball today you know I was a huge WNBA fan growing up that I knew that was what I was supposed to do I love the Sparks their first season Lisa Leslie was you know was my go-to you know so I saw someone like her and her dominating the game in you know in a professional way and you know I wanted to do that as well I wanted to be a woman that you know other you know little girls and little boys can look up to and say you know if if Hannah can um, work hard, work by faith and do this, I can do that. And I, and I always tell everyone, I want you to be better, like do something better than me, because, you know, it's, if, if I teach everyone to be at the same level, we're not going to get anywhere. If, if I, if, you know, if I teach and ask someone, you know, have someone prosper higher than me, then that's where, you know, you're succeeding. And that's where you are being a servant leader. Cause as a servant leader, like, you know, the whole thing is doing stuff for other people in a leadership fashion. And so to me, being the 17th female to play for the Globe Globetrotters kind of embodies that I, you know, I want to be able to serve and lead in a position as well as push forward women, women in sports, women in business, women just in the world in general, as well as anybody who has a dream and that people can tell their dream is crazy. You know, I want them to be able to, you know, do what they came to do and, and have a little, and, you know, have their faith get pushed forward while they're doing it. I think that's awesome. And, you know, it's one of those things where you even added that portion. And I love it. And I say this all the time, true servant leaders, it just, it, it is in them. So what's in you will come out of you, right? Yep. And you know the tree by the fruit that it bears. And so you're absolutely right. Like as servant leaders, you said it best. We want, I don't want you to be like me, mm-hmm. to be better than me, right? I want yep. you. I want when I when you leave me, I want you to be better than when I found you. If I Amen. T- yep. to be better than before I touched it. And that's the mark of a servant leader. And I think that's so awesome. And you know, recalling just the sparks and Lisa Leslie, and that you yep. know, I was a Houston comic girl, like so many people, of course. Yep. <laughs> sparks, you know, I was with the Liberty. I love Re- Rebecca Lobo and Teresa Witherspoon yep. all day, right? On those teaspoon, I love teaspoon. You could, you could not like as, as right. I just could not. You can't. I, yeah. You got, you get, you got to love yeah. it. <laughs> and I think it's so amazing when, you know, even I was blessed to have Cheryl Swoops on here. She actually came on, you know, a year ago and I had to kind of calm myself down. But one of the things that most servant leaders and just like her, she was like, you know, I'm here because we have to make people better. And that is a consistent thread. Mm-hmm that we hear consistently between the servant leaders. And I think it's amazing. I really do. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, I told you that, of course, I'm auntie of the year right now. Because <laughs> nephew that is like truly loving um, this whole conversation today. But the other portion of that is we have so many young people who are watching, you know, the Harlem Globetrotters. They're watching, mm-hmm. people, watching sports in all facets, not just basketball. And when they watch these sports, there's a lot of times that they feel the end result, right? It's just mm-hmm. what automatically is given to them. They think that when they see LeBron James and Steph Curry breaking all these records, that they're just going to pop up one day and it just comes naturally without work. We know yeah. the word tells us faith without works is dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to us a little bit about those works, what it takes, what you've had to put in in order to receive your output as a professional dribbler, as a mm-hmm. player, and honestly performing on a, a night in and night out basis. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I, it seems nowadays a lot of uh, people, you they kind of want instant um, success. 
And uh, that's kind of what I feel like my job is, uh, as well as a lot of people's job is to reteach that and get back to the basics. Um, you know, it didn't, like you said, it, the stuff does, doesn't happen overnight. You know, LeBron James wasn't LeBron James overnight. It took, you know, hours and hours and, you know, blood, sweat, and tears to get to that point. But that takes faith, you know, your hard work, it takes faith to continue to work, you know, because if you work and work and work, and sometimes you might not receive, um, you know, what you're looking for at that time. But if you continue to have faith, have faith that God has a plan for you, have faith that the dreams that are on your heart, God put there, he'll carry you to that next level. So you just got to have faith and work through it. And that's, you know, what I did my whole entire basketball career, because there was so many times where, you know, I, 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 get, I did give up and I was like, okay, maybe this isn't what God wants for me. But again, there's a light switch that flicked on and it didn't take very long, but God was like, nope, keep working hard and maybe even work harder. You know, this happened, work harder. This happened, work harder. Cause I'm gonna get you where you need to go. Trust that. That's what, you know, that's what he always tells me. I'm gonna get you where you need to go and I'm gonna get you where you're supposed to be. And, you know, just knowing that is what pushed me to just work in day in, day out. Um, you know, I, I didn't have all the tools that they have nowadays, all the trainers and stuff. I had to dribble on sand, you know, and, and hoop that way, go, hoop, go play with the boys and try and, and uh, you know, fix my game that way. So it, it took a lot of blood, sweat and tears just on the playground, you know, that came over to, you know, what I put in a gym to get into, you know, uh, Madison Square Garden. It didn't, I, it didn't take me, you know, it took me years to be able to play at Madison Square Garden. You know, it just didn't take a couple of years of just playing AAU ball. It, it took years to accomplish that dream and, you know, God willing and God putting that on your heart, you know, anybody can do the same. So, you know, having, having to go through hard work produces faith and um, faith produces hard work to me. On here, there's all I'm <laughs> telling you, there's always a moment like as I sit here, and it is this is a teacher in me, but also it is literally I learn so much from you all. Like I, I often take notes. That's what you see me doing mm-hmm. over it's always that moment, right? Where the the individual, the servant leader gives me that line that just punches it through. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, and and I think that a lot of times we feel that God does not want what's best for us. It's like, you know, well, I want to do this. Well, he wants mm-hmm. to do. But what you have to understand is you have to take care of yours. There's a coach on here often, uh, Coach Cabrell Huff. I love him. He is the head men's basketball coach at Voorhees. And when he came on months ago and he reminds me of this, it's like now pierced on my heart. He left us on the end of that call, the last like 15 seconds of that call. He says that it when I take care of God's business, God takes care of my business. Mm. Yeah, take care of my business, I lose purpose. Mm. So often, right, didn't it hit you? Mm. I always have one. And it's just amazing to me how you are so consistent with allowing God to have his hand on you and mm-hmm. moves. And to be able to understand that God blesses the hard work. When mm-hmm. you faith, he honors the dream that's on your heart, but he blesses your hard work. And I think yeah. amazing. That's the key piece, folks. That's listening yeah. to my young folks. You can't just sit there and 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 just expect God to just blow and make it so. He mm-hmm. has that you are putting something behind those prayers. Yep. Amen. That's, yeah. That's golden. You that know, is. I can only, I can only imagine with just how much you 
travel and how much you have to work and do all these things, sometimes you get a little weary. I can, I can, I can imagine, right? And probably a lot of yeah. times you look at oh, me yeah. like sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, my grandmother used to always tell me and my mom, you know, you got to keep a scripture on your heart or you got to mm-hmm. keep a song on your heart or something that's going to steer you straight, right? Rather it be a scripture or a quote or a saying or that song that brings you back to balance, right? Is yeah. there any scripture that is a go-to to you that when things kind of get crazy or, you know, a mantra of yours that brings you back to balance, just to remind you, I can keep doing this. I can keep going. Yeah. So there was a couple years ago when I uh, first started with the Globetrotters, there's this saying that just kept popping up in my head. Um, it's God-given, God-driven. Um, that's kind of been my go-to push. Um, I actually, uh, in the globe trotters, you know, when you wear, you we're allowed to wear stuff on our wrists and like other, other, uh, you know, not like uh, in the NCAA or a pro where you can't have kind of anything loose. Well, uh, we obviously like to give away our wristbands and stuff like that. So I had this, uh, this band that was always on my wrist and uh, it was something that I never took off, but everyone would ask for it. And I'm like, oh, I, this is, you know, it's tied, I can't. So I was like, this would be a, a great opportunity to make my own wristbands and have my own little mantra on it so that way I can give it away to people and um so god given god driven I, I feel like god gave me the gift and, and you know the ability to play at this level so uh, that's what drives me so I, I made god given god driven wristbands and um, I would give them out at games because um that's you know people wanted the stuff off your hand so I would give it to them and you know, that's just, I feel like God put that on my heart. It stuck with me every time I'm in a city and we got to go to another city and, you know, we played a game. We only got five hours to sleep till we have to go and do media. I'd always say, okay, God gave you this dream and God's driving it too. You, you just got to keep pushing forward. You just got to take one step at a time. And, you know, the, the end result, you're going to prosper because this is, you're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be in this space. You're supposed to be in this gym. So just keep going. You have to serve, you know, when you go to the Globetrotter game, everyone's looking to be- become happy. You know, you go there to get a smile on your face. You know, in my, in my head, I'm there to serve everybody in the r- arena, to give them an experience that, you know, they can have with them the rest of their lives. And if I have three wristbands, I'm able to give it out to show those three people, like, I'm here doing this because God's on my heart and he, you know, he put me here. You know, that's kind of what drives me to continue to go because, you know, living in a different city every day for the, you know, the last however many years, it gets tough on you. But, you know, just knowing that uh, hopefully one person at least a night, you know, is going to take my energy and show and see that, you know, I I work by faith. Um, You know, they'll take that with them. So that's kind of what pushes me is, you know, to serve the serve the crowd to entertain the crowd. And, uh, you know, hopefully that they they left better than how they came. So the mark of a servant leader. Isn't it amazing, you know, how I used to tell people, you know, years ago when I started coaching, I used to, I sing at my church um, and, you know, you have rehearsal and all these things. And of course with sports, you travel and you're always gone. And I would have to say no a lot or miss a lot. Mm -hmm. feel bad. I would feel guilty. And it literally was a coach that told me, he said, have you ever realized that sport is your ministry? Did you mm. realize that you truly are not missing out because sport is your ministry? Not that music is not, but you can't feel bad that you're not serving because you are serving. 
you're serving in separate capacities. You serve in the choir stand. You also serve on the sidelines mm-hmm. and changed my whole perspective. Oh yeah. And hearing you speak about exactly what you said, even if just one, right? Mm-hmm. Word tells us that he left the 99 for the one. One. And even if just one is at that game, they went. Now, okay, they mm-hmm. went to the game. But as you said, they went to smile. Yep. But they meet you and they leave with a faith that they may not have ever known or one that needed a little blow, mm-hmm. when a little light to be reignited. And I'm yeah. Doing- through this sport that I love. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is God places those people specifically in front of you because, you know, most of the time that I have that interaction with that person they they look at me in the eyes, like I needed that. And I'm like, God, you know, God puts you here for a reason. And that, that to me is an amazing thing. It's like, every time that you have those interactions, it's like, God did it. God, you know, made this interaction happen because he knew that you needed it. And Hey, he, he knew that I needed it too. Cause I need, I need that boost. You know, I needed that boost right there to get me through the next game. So, you know, it, he were, he puts all of us to work for each other and to serve each other, even though that person didn't know they were serving me, they were serving me. That's beautiful. And I'm telling you, he works through the heart of men and mm-hmm. it's amazing to watch that, like just to be able to have that reciprocated. I can't, yeah expected to do my job they came expected to see and have fun and in turn god showed up and he always shows up (laughs) he will always show up okay there's he's on the vip list there's no place he can't get into okay exactly (laughs) they're gonna move the chain and let him through right it's amazing that's so awesome hannah it really is you know and as you mentioned of course city to city night after night game after game Sometimes only a few hours of sleep before you have to be quote unquote on, right? Yep. It can leave us weary just talking about mm-hmm. it, think about that. I know even in my day to day, so often there's times where I'm like, whoo, do I have anything else left in me, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things before my faith kind of, you know, became mature is sometimes I would skip, you know, my devotional. Sometimes I would skip reading my word. I mean, yep. I, we all have, you know, fall guilty to that. Um, but, you know, what I realized is my days don't go the same mm-hmm. when I have my head in the word and when I'm not feeling myself spiritually. But it's all yeah. right? So in the midst of your day-to-day, right, how do you say, I like to call it spiritually fit, right? We go physically fit by going to the gym, right? Yep. We can fit ourselves in other ways, but spiritually fit. How do you remain spiritually fit with such a busy schedule and having to be on all the time? Yeah, so uh, it took me about a month to really figure out um, a system being, you know, on the road, as well as, you know, getting fed in in scripture. Um, There for a little bit, I was going every other day in my Bible, maybe I'll go three days and wouldn't be, you know, in the word. And I really I was like, I need to figure out a way to get in the word every day. It doesn't matter how. So I, uh, the thing that really matured my faith is I listened uh, to sermons uh, throughout the whole entire day. Um, And that started back on tours because on the tour bus, sometimes we would have, you know, a three hour drive, you know, I could go sit and watch Netflix and, you know, fall, take a little nap, or I can be fed in watch, uh, you know, a, uh, a sermon, you know, uh, or watch, uh, some type or listen to some type of podcast that, 
just relayed, you know, to the Lord and, you know, to scripture and as well as do my devotionals, but more often. So I created, you know, uh, I would do my devotionals before my game. I would always give myself 10 minutes. And, you know, if I can't give myself 10 minutes with God, then, you know, I shouldn't be given anything, any minutes. So if I give for real, so if I can give that 10 minutes, you know, that's the least I can do for a whole life of being saved and a whole eternity of being saved. So um, I did that 10 minutes before every game. And then I still do constantly. I listen to sermons throughout the day, even if, you know, it's just background music. I still, you know, cause like anything, you might step in the room and you hear, you hear a one sentence and it's like, that changed my life, you know? And that's kind of how I, I take that in a daily dose, um, whether I'm at home or I'm on tour, it's just continuing to listen to sermons and their sermons, you know, that's the great thing about, you know, this day and age and having internet, we have access to so many, you know, churches and the internet, especially, you know, unfortunately with COVID, everything was, you know, put online. So now there's just an unlimited amount of, of sermons to listen to. And, and uh, that's kind of, that's what I do now. That's, and that's what I did uh, back on tour is just continuing to listen to sermons and, and be spiritually fed every single day. Cause like you said, if I'm not, if I'm not, filled in, in, in the word, you know, my day just kind of goes a little bit up and down. And then when I'm in the word, my, my day goes up and in it, you know, I stay at, I stay at a high. So that's kind of, that's what I do. No, for sure. And, and I can definitely relate. There's so many favorites that I have and that, like you said, like technology at this point, I, I, you could be a universal member. Okay. I'm yeah. at my home church, Tabernacle Missionary Baptist Church here in Tallahassee, Florida. However, I am a visiting member on multiple days of the week all across the world. And it is because what you find is this. It's just like I tell my kids um, at work and at school and on my team, you know, they'll hear you say something and it's like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Coach who they have no idea knows them and they, you know, don't know the coach will say the same exact thing. And now it's real. Well, okay. Now he said it, it's real. Well, it holds true to us in our belief system Mm -hmm. and learning more about Christ. Here's this person that has no idea we even exist in this world. That that podcast I hit play on because God steers us now. You don't just go up. They give a message and it's like, ooh, who told you my business? They hear (laughs) of something that you're going through or something that God told you, but you haven't, you've been rebelling. And it's like- all up Michael Todd stays in my business okay he yeah my he knows every part of my life I'm convinced he follows me I'm telling you he does and there's so many of them out there but it's so amazing because when you truly are working for Christ it doesn't matter our everyday job is like I teach young people that's working for Christ that's where he right when you step out there every single day, every single game, every single performance, you're working for Christ. And it's just such a different feel when I can prepare physically. I know I need a warm up. I need to stretch. But if my spiritual isn't warmed up and stretched, it gives me a totally different take on life. I don't yes. have capacity if I don't have that. So I'm, I'm with you. And one of the big things that just tagged me is you said, if I can't give God 10 minutes, I can give him that. There, yeah. There, else I should be doing if I can't even give him a little bit yeah you know when I was young there was a song that say just a little talk with Jesus makes it right Mm. 
and, and, and it does. And everything that I do, it just brings me back to balance just to simply sometimes be still and be in his presence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's awesome, Hannah. It yeah. is. You know, I cannot imagine, and I've seen the Harlem Globetrotters um, qu- quite a few times. Um, and one of the things that I love, though, is that not only do you all have the ability, let's see this balloon just floating around, you have the ability <laughs> to, you know, do what you do on a daily basis and have fun, right? Mm-hmm. The joy that you exude to young people and their faces, it's almost like they leave there feeling and believing they can do anything. It's amazing. Yes, yes. How many times I see it, right? It, it does not matter how many times I see it. It's just, just like, wow. But there are some times, Hannah, where you, your teammates and others, you're performing with a heavy heart. Mm-hmm. You're performing when life happened. You're performing when some things, when faith, those 10 minutes with him, that hour with him just didn't feel it. Was there ever a moment that even in your faith walk, and we all have them, where it was just like, God, I hear you, but everything that you promised and everything you said, I just don't see it right now. Has there ever been a time like that for you? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's been, you know, there's been plenty of those times. And I think just being human, um, you know, we, we, everyone's going to have those feelings, you know, at a point, but, you know, that's where you just, um, you just, you just stay positive. I've learned that living in a positive state is going to enhance every relationship, whether it's with, you know, teammates, friends, family, and the relationship you share with God. Um, all of that just gets heightened if you continue to think positive. And, and, you know, every, you know, when you get in those low times, and when you get in those times where you're, like you said, God, you know, I don't see your plan, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm doing everything right. And I'm continuing to do this. I'm doing what you said, but I'm, I don't see the end goal of that was also what you said. Um, That's where I just have to, you know, take a moment and just be, be alone and pray and say, God, I'm going to continue to have faith in you. I'm going to continue. You know, I know that where I'm at is where you placed me. You know, I might be at this game in front of 20,000 people and I don't feel like myself. I have stuff going on at home. I'm not at home right now. I'm in New Jersey. And you're just kind of like, oh, I don't know how to, to, to fulfill anybody, not even myself. Like, am I going to make everybody in the stands happy? At that point, I just, I have to, you just release it and say, you know, I'm going to do what I can today. And I know you're going to carry me the rest of the way. Cause sometimes I can't, I well, most of the time I can't do it by myself. Like, you know, I just pray, pray to God before that game comes on and say, God, I don't have the full gas tank in me, but I know you can, you can pour in me to get me over this hump and to get me to this next game. Cause there's always another game, you know, we're in sports, we're in basketball, you know, any type of sport you're in the next game, next shot, next play, kind of the same, same scenario. I'm not feeling myself right now. My, my faith may be a little low, but next game, you know, I'm not empty, you know, God, God's preparing me for the next scenario. So I always look at it as, you know, preparation too. You know, if you're not feeling that day, that's preparation for the next day. I got to get myself ready to have a good day in faith tomorrow and to have a good day for the people around me tomorrow. Golden. And one of the things you said there that tagged me, see, it's always one, right? (laughs) And all of that, which was amazing. You said, God prepares me for my, for my next scenario. So Mm -hmm. we take the struggles that we endure. So often Mm -hmm. the things that we, you know, go through. So often we 
see our struggles and our trials or our dark places, right? As moments where it's like, God, where are you for real, right? Mm-hmm. My pastor always says as a teacher, right? When you're giving a test, you're not talking. You're not, yeah. answering, you're not answering questions. I tell my kids immediately when they raise their hand, I have a question. I said, there's no questions once it's time for my test. Yep. Right. Go through the test and then yeah. grade it and then we'll revisit. And so the teacher is always quietest during the test. And that's how Christ is. He didn't leave. Right. Yeah. He's, he's there. He's, he's right there. Right. Yeah. He's more there then. Exactly. I'm like, come on, don't miss it this time. Right. Yep. Keep going. Don't get it right. It. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. Just wait a little more, a little more, and I'm going to show you. That's it. And then, but mm-hmm. So eloquently, you said God prepares us for our next. Mm-hmm. You know, often I hear, and I've said this before, and I've heard people say this before, we'll pray for blessings. We'll pray for blessings and say, mm-hmm. God, can you please give me this, please? Yet, are you ready when he gives it to you? Mm. Have you yeah. been prepared to receive what he's giving you? Yeah. And, and yeah. In that preparation stage, that's what happens in those tests. We're being prepared for what he's getting prepared to bless us with. Exactly. Because we might not be, if if you get what you want at that moment and you're not prepared for it, that might become your new, you know, focus. That's going to be the worldly thing. So he gives it to me before I'm prepared. I'm not going to, it's not going to be sustained. Come on here. I get it. If I get it when he's ready for me to receive it, it'll be sustained because it's going to be sustained through him. So that's, that's exactly how it is. You know, you, you got to get it when he wants you to get it so it can be sustained. You know, I don't want to work for myself. I want to work for the Lord and for him to give it to me, you know, cause I know I'll be prepared then it might not seem like it now, but then, you know, when it happens, I'm prepared and, and it will be sustained. That's look, I can't even say anything else to that. That's all. <laughs> Right there, <laughs> right. Because when my hand is on it, it goes back to Coach Huff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I take care of my business when I do it. I lose purpose, right? Yeah. The thing you said in there is, if I receive the blessing before I'm ready, before I'm prepared, mm-hmm. my focus changes. Yes. Yep. I lose focus. There's a coach, and I always try to shout out these coaches because they do. They enrich me and they teach me. And this was he was probably on my, our first month of this thing. His name is Sherrod Johnson. And he said, you know, we all have great God ideas. The mm-hmm. that happens is we don't follow through with God. Mm. With God ideas. And then we put our hand all over it and we take it and run with it. Forget mm. that it was his idea. Now we still need his hand in it so he can guide us every step. Mm-hmm. Of- Amen. Yeah. If I receive that before I'm ready, I'm going to lose focus and it's becoming about me. Yeah. And then it's, this is my, my thing. And it's not, you know, God's thing anymore. It's, oh, give me mine. And that's kind of what we went back to the, give me my, nope, it it ain't about you. It's about you, but it ain't about you. I love it. That's what's up, Hannah. I love that. That is so right on target. That is so on target. You know, we have literally April 6th of this year was a year of this platform. And it's been amazing just to hear the amazing servant leaders come on and share their stories, right? Mm -hmm. stories and their testimonies and their ups and downs of what they've learned through their sport, but through what Christ has been to carry them through that, right? Um, yeah. I say it's not about the position. I mean, it is, it's amazing, but the greatest successes are those that recognize who positioned 
them mm. there, right? And it's highly yeah. evident that you do that. It's highly evident that you do that. We talked about the servant leader's arsenal. That's one of the things that I kind of carry through in this second year of this platform. Recognizing that, of course, naturally, if you look in my basketball bag, you're mm-hmm. gonna, in any athlete's bag, you're going to see things pertaining to their sport and what they need to yeah. train. That's, I can open a bag, and if I see some boxing gloves, some Vaseline, some shoes, some shorts, all these things, I'm going to just assume that's a boxer. Right? Boxer, yeah. Open my bag, and you see some J's, and you see a basketball, and you see a water bottle, you're going to just assume that I'm going to play basketball, right? Yeah. So as a servant leader, though, where we get crossed up, where that seems like, well, Dutch, Chelsea, that seems very easy to understand. Well, as a servant leader, we should be able to do the same. We should look in the tank of the servant leader, look in the bag of the servant leader and say, oh, they're possessing this. They have this. They have this Mm -hmm. servant leader. They're going to lead. But that's where the disconnect comes. We have often said you got to be a leader you need to be a servant leader you need to do this but many people haven't been given the formula for what they need in their bag for yeah their arsenal so what we've been talking about with the servant leaders that's coming on is some of those things that need to be in that bag so as a servant leader like yourself what do you think are some attributes that need to be in that servant leader's arsenal that should be in that training bag of a servant leader Yeah. So I think selflessness to me was the kind of the first word that, you know, first thing that came to mind is, you know, to be a servant leader, you just have to be selfless. And um, even, you know, whether you're a leader in kind of any fashion in life, um, I think being selfless and and wanting for that person next to you, you know, is a great um, attribute to have and something, you know, to have in that bag is just to be selfless and, and also to be, um, you know, I think your mood, a lot of people don't necessarily, you know, equate mood and faith, but you know, if you're, if you say you're really high on faith, but you have a bad attitude or a bad mood, you okay. know, that shows, and that's, that's a reflection of you as a servant leader. So, you know, I think your mood needs to establish that also, that also needs to be in that bag, you know, because I think it's very important, even just in a leadership standpoint, you need to learn to lead from all different levels, you know, okay. I've learned to let, you know, lead on the court when I was top dog. I learned to lead on the bench when I wasn't top dog. I learned to, you know, lead in the classroom with my teammates, you know, you, and that's the same for a servant leader. I think all the servant leaders have led at a lot of different levels in their life, in their career and in their passion, you know, and in sports. So I think, you know, accompanying that is a, you know, another tool to have in there as being able to lead at a lot of different aspects. No, I think that's golden. And I think those are two things. One, uh, especially that mood that we haven't heard yet, right? I'm putting mm-hmm. it in, y'all. And, and trust, there's <laughs> some ideas floating in here. I already mm-hmm. have an idea truly for the servant leaders arsenal with the tips that you all are giving us. But it, it's something that you said in there was the truth, like our mood, our dispositions, mm-hmm. right? Not just only as servant leaders, I'm reminded of Coach Yo um, at Ole Miss. And when she came, oh, I love her. Just like me too. And she was just like, you know, where, at what point did we lose or start to feel that we can't be cool and love God, that we can't be yeah. for Christ, right? I don't, she's like, where did we lose that? And, and and she just buzzed back in my head. That conversation came back to the forefront of my mind when you said mood and, and being a servant leader and being a person of faith and being a Christian, 
we have to be mindful of that. You yeah. know, I'm a lover of Christine Kane, Hush KB. Yep. And even though in her meeting, because she knows that. But one of the things that she says, she says, sometimes, you know, you hear people say we're the only, you know, Christian they'll see, Bible their reader. But she says, we are God's lo- love letter. Oh, yeah. They read you, what are they reading? Mm. And so often, yeah, we have bad days. Yeah, things go wrong. But if we're saying, yeah, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, and I'm saying that, but my vibe doesn't match up. Yep. I'm rude all the time. If I'm mean, if I'm not, if I'm mistreating people, if I'm not helping. Yeah. But then it's like, well, she says she's a Christian. That's the only thing I've been exposed to. No, I don't think that's for me. And yeah. then so, that's what happens. Yep. Every, we can't assume that everyone grew up in the church. We can't assume that everybody's been guided in the Christian faith. Yep. So if we're trying to pretty much save a lost and broken world by our actions, we have to be mindful. And that doesn't mean that we're going to be 100% on all the time. Yeah. But if it's in your heart, right? If we're a light, we, can't, we have to be a light. We can't always walk around yep. with off. <laughs> yep. No, yeah. And that's, that's one of those things as a servant leader is, you know, you got to have that light switch has to be on and you have to be cognitive of that, you know, and you can have your moment when you're by yourself, you know, and maybe have that small moment. But if we're really servant leaders, if we're Christians, you know, you're that you're going to be that light stepping into every room, you know, that that's going to, that's placed on you. You know, that, that was placed on my heart. I know that every room I walk into, I want to be that light. doesn't matter if it's a light for one person or the whole entire room, it's still going to be that light. So that mood is entails, you know, it, it attaches to that, you know, my mood needs to be on point. And, you know, some days it isn't, you know, some days I'll come in to the, you know, the, the locker room. And then that's one of the things my teammates would say is vibe check all on the globe charts. Everyone, it's a vibe check. Like if someone's down before the game, we're vibe checking everybody, everybody like, are you on today? If you're not, I'm going to do, I'm going to tell you a joke to get your vibe right. You know, and that's the same thing. Um, with, uh, you know, being faithful and walking, you know, in Christianity is we got to vibe check each other, you know, us servant leaders all together, you know, I got to, if I got to vibe check you, that's just going to make you better. And that's going to make the next, you know, hundred people better, you know, so that's just, that's another thing that we did on the globe trotters that I I, I take and I, you know, I put in my everyday life. It's just just a vibe check, you know, and that's just showing, you know, that's just showing the vibe. I love that. And I think that's golden, right? I've never heard it put that way, but I think it's golden. I'm taking it. Just go ahead and let yeah, you know. Yeah, go ahead. Yep. Probably going to be the title of your episode. It's golden. <laughs> but it is though, because right, if we're supposed to be lights and we never have it turned on, you're going to mm-hmm. mark like, really? You know, it's, yeah. it, 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 and, and that vibe check, right? And I love the way you said it, like just as your teammates, right? We're teammates in Christ too. Yeah, 100%. And I have to be able to uphold my brother and my sister in Christ to ensure that we're staying on this track together. Right. Yeah. And so sometimes, yes, that's why community is important. That's why, you know, being and connecting with people of faith in the same faith and likeness are important. Iron, yep. iron. That's the worst. Yep. My word. Hey, yep. Worst yep. And so I'm, if I'm, if my vibe is not right and you're not checking me, that's why I love vibe check. Yep. My vibe is not right. And you're not checking me. You're not sharpening me either. Nope. Yep. You're both not doing your job, you know, as you know, yep. Iron sharpens iron. You got to be, you know, that other iron sharpening that other iron or else you're not, you're not, your vibe's still off. If their vibe's off, you just got a vibe check. That's it. And I, and I love 
the best thing that you said too is that as a servant leader, you know, our light switch has to be turned on, mm-hmm. right? What good is the check if we don't cash it? Exactly. What good is the light if we don't turn it on? Exactly. And we know we got, you know, you know, I know I have that light. So you got, you got vibe check, vibe check yourself out the door. I know they say, don't leave your lights on at your house, but I'm turning all them on. Why Come on here. here. We don't have to pay the bill. <laughs> he already paid right? the Come he on. already paid for it. He already paid for it. Turn them lights on. Come on here, Hannah. <laughs> that bill don't get paid me started. It. Don't get me started, Hannah. I love it. But seriously, real talk. There is no yep. light in this, y'all. We can keep, nope. what was that, Motel 6? We'll keep the light on for you? Yep. <laughs> Motel 6 for Jesus. On. We got the light on for you. Don't worry about uh, it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, Hannah. You know, in in those moments and sticking with that vibe check right my vibe typically you know I'm, I'm pretty much even Steven right yeah you know you're gonna get it but we all have those moments and one of the things I tell people all the time you know I'm rocking my hat today because it was raining a little bit okay mm-hmm. and so but I'm gonna always have my umbrella we'll see vibe check Hannah I didn't I tell people that all the time I have one in my car <laughs> work or one having a house so I'm never caught slipping I was caught slipping. Uh. <laughs> I was caught slipping. But it is right because in life, everything is not always going to be, right? Mm-hmm. But I, well, I try to stay prepared for the storm because the storm will come. We don't know when yeah. that test or the storm is going to come, but it is coming. As my pastor would say, if they hadn't come to you, keep waking up and saying good morning. Yep. <laughs> it's coming. Yep. You know, but what I have learned is that in the storm and in the sunshine, my God is still the same. Yep. Still the same, right? Yep. So one of the things I like to do to remind me of that, right, is a daily devotion that I do every morning. I don't care if I write it. Majority of the time, it's a run through my head, right? Because mm-hmm. often, Jeremy Foster, Hope City Church, he'll say this. He'll say, if you count your blessings, if you if you start feeling, woe is me, you start feeling things aren't going your way, if you feel God is not there and he has left you, I bid you to start counting your blessings. Mm-hmm. just start counting because what you're yep. going to find is that you're going to lose count mm-hmm. what you're going to find is you might need to pull out your calculator you might get tired of talking because it doesn't run out right yeah and so one of the things I do in the morning is I'll tell God is right and I leave a blank and I start speaking over what he is to me what mm-hmm. he is by himself what he's not been to me right mm-hmm. sometimes those things we thought he didn't give us was a blessing in itself mm. Okay, so mm-hmm, that's when a word. I say God is, it ends up being a whole ordeal, Hannah. Like sometimes I have to catch myself so I'm not late to work. <laughs> one, okay, you don't get the Rolodex, you only get one. And so on this call is one of the things I do to kind of end the segment. But if I were to say God is, and I left a blank, and I say God is, what is God to you? God is never ending. Come on here, Hannah. <laughs> Hannah said, you don't thing. give me the Rolodex. I got you. <laughs> I love it. Why do you say that? Like, what sparked that one in you? Um, Because he, you know, he's never ending. He, you know, he's endless. His love is endless. Come His on. presence is endless. You know, the word, the Bible, a book that has an end to the pages is Come endless. On. Come on. You know what I'm saying? It's just the whole embodiment is, is endless. And then guess what? Eternity is also endless. It's he endless. gave that us as a sacrifice and love. 
and, you know, die on the cross for us to have, you know, eternity and endless love from him. So then, you know, yeah. <laughs> That's good. But you know, there's, um, there's a song and I forget it. And I'm a huge song person and, and it does. And she says, um, his love is like a never ending well. It never runs yeah. And then she keeps saying his peace is this. And I think that's golden. But just like you said, even the word that we read, that we live guided yep. by, yeah, it has a last word on that scripture, but even it is endless. And yep. it's endless, Hannah, because it's so amazing to me that in 2021, right, there's still things in that book, okay, in that book that they saw eons ago, right? That they, mm-hmm. yeah. We're sitting here talking about oh, a pandemic. Oh my God, I never heard of COVID. They had plagues and pandemics in the world. Yep, yep, it was, it's there. <laughs> I'm just saying there's so many things that happen within the word where it's like you can go, there is something always there. And why? Because it's endless. Yeah, and another thing is you can read the same verse, you know, one week and read it that next week, and it's going to have a completely different meaning. So Come everything on. in there, you know, it's going to cater, not that it, it does, it, it caters to what you're going through. God puts it on your heart differently every time. And what normally that, that page you open up and that you might've read last week and you read this week is different. It's endless, you know, and there's going to have different, different meanings all the time. Like I said, it, it don't end on that last page. It, it doesn't. And that's the amazing part about the Bible and the good word. That's why it's the good word, you know, because. Come on now. Come on now. I can't with you, Hannah. You are right. <laughs> I'm telling you, you, we, you are right with me. Okay. You are on my level. And I think that's so, <laughs> it's just his never ending power, his never ending. Yeah. It's like just, it is just to sometimes, sometimes I sit back, Hannah, and I'm just like, I just, just think over, as you say in your words, never ending, just what in it. And it is just how yeah. time he keeps on. Even mm-hmm. When we don't deserve it even when we don't listen even when we're not obedient he still gives us those never-ending blessings yep because grace is like a flood good old that's it and it's so amazing that just like his word says and his grace is like a flood and his grace is sufficient mm. amen that's what it is. It doesn't get any better than that. No, it doesn't. It just really does. It just it really don't. <laughs> you know, that's your first one. You knocked that one out of the park. <laughs> All right. So now let's see if she give us a trick shot with this one. You know, this okay, is. Okay, we'll see. Coach's Bible study, right? Where servant leadership and faith are those two things that are at the forefront and the center, right? Just mm-hmm. we always see people in their bios and their taglines mention, I'm a servant leader. I'm a servant. And I think that's great. That's great. Yeah. Just want to make sure that our actions align with what we say we are. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm on a mission. I tell people this all the time to create the longest, but truest definition of servant leadership. So that when individuals hear this podcast, when they are on it, when they are learning and enriching themselves, they can know what true servant leadership looks like at its core. So if Mm -hmm. I, ask you the definition of servant leadership in Hannah Mortimer's words what would you say servant leadership is to you um I would say I'm, I'm connecting it right to sports because you know that's kind sure. of what we're doing winning with people come on 
is, is what winning with people, you know, because, you know, yeah, we love to win. We're, you know, servant leaders. We're servant, we're coaches. Everyone has, you know, we're players. Everyone has that winning mindset. But, you know, more than the W on the win column is winning with people. And that's showing them Christ. That's bringing them closer to their faith. So servant, you know, leadership to me is winning with people. I think that's golden right there. And awesome, because here's the thing. Here's the thing, exactly what you said. It's winning with people and showing them Christ, right? Yeah, yep. thing if we walk this earth and just like we said vibe check someone Mm -hmm. needs one person to see that light enough to learn who he is yeah he's be peaked you know i'm reminded of coach uh, chris Kreider at uh, georgia state he's assistant men's basketball and he's so sweet he's so kind and the day he came on he said you know we work so hard thinking it's our job to lead people to christ and to show Mm -hmm. that you just gotta walk he said, yep. just have to walk. He said, and what it sounds like is when my walk is like Christ, you'll start to hear what's so different about him. Mm. There's just something about him. I can't put my finger on. And once you've done that, light, that light has shown them enough. Now you have them in a place where you can tell them Amen. Yep. about Christ. And it's so amazing. And he just captivated me because it's the truth. People will say those, those, you know, hidden words, like this is something different about that girl. It's just, yep. is she ever have a bad day? <laughs> but she's just different. Mm-hmm. And it's the light. It's the vibe. It's the light. It's the vibe. Yep. And that is how you win with people. Yep. hundred percent. how you win with people, which is the sole purpose why we're here anyway. Yep. Because as the word says, what profit a man to gain this whole world, but lose his soul. So, mm-hmm. and every day that we wake up to get another chance to be here, Right. Is God has a plan. There's something else for us to be do. There's work to be done. Always. And if we walk this earth a whole lifetime, whatever that lifetime and those days that he's given us, right? And that dash, if no one ever saw, inquired, wondered, wanted to know more about who Christ is, and they didn't see that light in you, mm-hmm. it's time for a servant leadership. Yep. Vibe check. Vibe check. Yep. <laughs> I love it, Hannah. That is... Um, <laughs> I am using that for sure. And I'm telling you, Hannah, you make sure you vibe check me too. I'm oh, you, I got you. Or you vibe check me like, I uh-uh, servant leader, what's going on? Yep. No, same, same here. Vibe check <laughs> me. It's like we, iron sharpens iron. We all got to vibe check each other. That's it. I love it. Hannah, can you let our listeners know where they can go to follow you and kind of keep up? Uh, when's the next place the Heart of Glow Drivers are going to be, as they say, city near you? When's the next time you guys are going to have something? Maybe our le- listeners are going to be in that area. Uh, you know, I know we've had COVID, but what are things looking like right now so they can keep up with Yeah, you? Um, it's looking like a little bit later in the year. Um, they're kind of getting the, you know, pieces put together to be able to do things safely, you know, because of COVID. And um, so we don't have any dates out yet, but uh, check soon. Uh, the Globetrotters will be hitting the road uh, as soon as it's safe and as soon as the game plan is, is all put together. Um, and, you know, at, by, by that time, you can uh, follow the Harlem Globetrotters on all social media. You just type in Harlem Globetrotters is there. And, and to follow me personally, um, my Instagram is Hannah L. Mort. And my Twitter is Hannah Mort. So 
or you can just type in Hannah Mortimer or um, my Globetrotter name is Mighty Mortimer. You can Google that too. It'll pop up all my stuff, you know, so I'm easily accessible on all social media platforms. So awesome. Guys, going to be a great follow for sure. And uh, definitely when you guys get back on the ground and running, we're going to definitely be tuning in. Uh, definitely. Such an amazing convo. So many oh, yes. out today. My goodness. Like, I mean, yeah, perfect form with all those gems. Every, every time. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on. I mean, I love, love, love talking about my faith that, you know, I, that's the reason God put me on this earth. He just, you know, blessed me with the ability to play basketball as well. So I, I know my purpose is to, uh, you know, be in people's lives and help change them and just give people a good day. So I'm just thankful to be able to be here, be in your presence and, and know you and create, you know, create a friendship and, uh, you know, become, you know, be servant leader and get in that group. So for sure. Well, I love it. But before you go, we're going to say a quick prayer to get you covered. Definitely, definitely. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you right now for what we've seen and what we've heard, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for community, for your ability to connect individuals who otherwise, without this pandemic and technology, we may not have ever, ever met. But Lord, you ordained this. You ordained this conversation, Lord God, to be able to help somebody. Because even if it's one, we discussed that, even if it's one, Lord God, we have already done your work. So we ask you right now to help us to continue to decrease. Help us to understand, Lord God, that the God idea that you give us, Lord God, help us to continue to follow through your plan and not our plan. Help us to take our hands off of it, our minds off of it, our desires off of it, and let you lead the way, Lord God. We ask, Lord God, that you just say a special prayer and give a special blessing to Hannah, Lord God, as she prepares, Lord God, to get back on the road, as she prepares, Lord God, to exude that light every single time that she steps on the court, Lord God. Help her to continue having the intuition and the energy, Lord God, to be able to meet the needs of even just one, Lord God. Help her vibe, Lord God, to stay intact because we need that light in this world, Lord God. But most of all, we ask that you help all of us to continue to illuminate so that those that may not know you can find you. In your son Jesus' name, we'll always pray. Amen. Amen. Anna, thank you so much for being here. You are now a part of the Servant Leader family. Thank we are so you. glad to have you connected to this long line of amazing leaders who are out there in the world, shining their light, shining oh. their light. If there's anything we can ever do for you, all you got to do is reach out. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you again for having me on. I'm, this was amazing. For sure. We thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Yeah.